God did. Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views. Bryce Diamond, post-game against the Miami Heat. This was a nice win, y'all. This was a really nice win. Yes, the Miami Heat were without starters Tyler Hero, last year's Sixth Man of the Year, and Bam Adebayo, a top 15 defender in the league for sure. Some would say he's a top three defender. Uh, he doesn't play for the Toronto Raptors, so he's definitely not a top three defender since we have the top four defensive players in the year. Maybe that's bias, but I'm just saying. Uh, we don't flop like somebody who won the defensive player of the year last year. Uh, but we were without Otto Porter. We were without Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., and Precious Achua. We also lost at halftime Rexdale's finest, Delano Banton, due to an ankle sprain. Don't know the degree of the sprain, but as uh, ESPN wrote about the Raptors in their power rankings for this week, the Raptors are in, are in an injury crisis. That's whew, That might be true. We've lost almost 20 games of starter uh, lost to starter injuries. 20 games for starters. They've been out. I think it's 19 to this point. We've only played 16 games. Um, the Miami Heat came out strong, organized as you expect, stingy defensively. Um, but we were able to stay in it. And I was actually surprised that it was only a six-point game at the half. Uh, both teams shot the ball fairly well, over 50% from the field. But Miami shot the ball very well from downtown in the first half. The Raptors struggled um, as Miami presented zone, which is always the case. Miami played, I think, the most zone in the league in uh, 2021. And I think they're a top three team in playing zone in 2022. So that just kind of puts things into perspective and knowing our limitations uh, from downtown, especially without Gary and Otto, even Pascal, who's probably our fifth best three-point shooter, maybe sixth, um, they're going to play a lot of zone, and they did. And Delano Banton was exposed in the corners, uh, and then he got injured, unfortunately. So th this game looked like it was going to be all Miami. And then... Uh, they doubled their lead, basically. Uh, after it was six at the half, they then went up 70-59. And I thought to myself, are we going to call a timeout here? Um, is Fred going to play 45 minutes? Um, what's going to happen? Luckily for us, Scotty Barnes played a solid game. OG Ananobi was up for the test to be our best scorer. And Thad Young, who's now started in four straight games, I believe, uh, looked very sharp. Um, offensively, but also defensively. And the Raptors went on an incredible...
incredible run. It kind of reminds me of what Miami and Philly and Boston have done to the Raptors in years past. And that's partly due to their own limitations. Um, but Miami fell into the gutter offensively. Just got stuck in quicksand as the Raptors went on a 21-0 run. The score went from 70-59 heat to 80-70. to Raptors held on to a five-point lead going into the fourth quarter, an 11-point difference in the third, 30-19. to um, It was just a huge turnaround. Uh, luckily for Miami, they got right back into it at the end of the third. Otherwise, this game could have been 12, 13, 14 going into the fourth. And who knows, right, what happens to start the fourth. Now, overall, this team was efficient. 54% from the field is solid. They were 19 of 22 from the charity stripe. Uh, they shot 38% from downtown, uh, 37% from downtown, or they sh shot over 40% in the first half. And they look pretty good. I mean, when you look at the starters numbers, especially, Strew, 6 for 11, Lowry, 6 for 9, Martin, 6 for 10, Butler, 4 of 8, although that's surprising that he only got 8 uh, shots off, 4 for 8, and he only got 5 free throws. He usually lives at the line. And Jovich, their young guy, who, who I think is a rookie this year, came in to start uh, in a replacement of Bam Adebayo. He was 4 for 8. He did a good, good job. Um, only one missed free throw by the starters, and that was Kyle Lowry, 3 for 4. Um, and Kyle Lowry was actually the only guy in the team who was a plus. Uh, he was a plus 1 on the game. Just crazy. Um, but let's swing to the Raptors stats. Because I think that's really telling. Uh, the starters, outside of Delano and Fred, the starters shot the ball incredibly efficient. Bad Young, 6 for 9. OG Ananobi, 13 for 18. Scotty Barnes, great game, 9 for 14. Good response after he struggled. He had four turnovers at the half. He never turned the ball over in the second half. He had 19 points. He was a plus 4, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. He was big. Also big from a plus-minus perspective, both Chris Boucher was a plus-7. He was 4 for 7 from the field. He got to the line 9 times. 6 for 9, not great, but he had 15 points, 10 rebounds, just one turnover, which we talked a lot about last year, limiting his turnovers. He was solid in that department. But Herman Gomez, Juancho Herman Gomez was part of that run, 21 nothing run. And he, he had four rebounds, he had one assist, one steal, didn't even score. Only shot the ball three times. You wish he could have hit a three, he was over two from downtown. But Herman Gomez was a plus 17. Game high plus 17. Just crazy stat. But the stat that really stands out, and really was the difference in this ball game, because their field goal percentage was very similar. The free throw attempts were 22 Miami only hit two more, so not a big gain there. But the real difference in this one, the real telling difference, was offensive rebounds and field goal attempts. The Raps shot 20 more field goals because they had 12 more offensive rebounds. They also had 19 more rebounds in total. Just ridiculous. 23 times the Heat were turnover. Just massive. The Raptors just played your classic 
Raptors game under Nick Nurse, especially without Spicy in the lineup, especially without um, Otto Porter and Gary in the lineup. They just completely performed a vintage Nick Nurse, men down, next man up uh, game with big bodies. This is where that vision 6-9 is so key because he had Barnes, Young, Ananobi, Boucher, Herman Gomez, even Coloco and Birch pitched in 13 and, and 17, sorry, 13 and seven minutes for each of them. Um, and they were a plus, plus four, plus two, um, hit the glass. Both had an offensive rebound that led to a bucket. Uh, that was big. So this was just a great game of showing why, um, why Vision 6-9 is so important. Now, Freddie struggled. He really did. He didn't score once in the fourth quarter. Um, luckily, OG Ananobi was up for the task with a season-high and game-high 32 points. He was great. Um, Scotty, again, as we said, was solid. Thad pitched in, and, and Chris Boucher was, was solid with 15 off the bench. But Fred had 23 points going into the fourth. He was 3 of 8 from downtown. Uh, I believe he was 7 of 17 going into the fourth. He was 0 for 2 from downtown, or 0 for 2 from downtown, and he was 0 for 4 in the fourth quarter. Um, eight assists, three turnovers. That's actually a lot for Freddie, but they put a lot of pressure on Fred. Um, and this team just kept hitting the glass, kept getting extra chances, and made it work. The bucket that was the dagger without a doubt. Game 107, 102, minute 45, wraps ball, coming in out of a timeout. And Chris Boucher hits an absolute dagger, corner three, with 129 on the clock to go up 110-102 to seal this victory. Just huge from Chris Boucher. Did a lot of great things. Double-double, 15-10, and 10, one assist, one steal, only one turnover, plus seven. But this guy just hits a critical shot. No Delano. They went with Chris over... Herman Gomez, because they wanted to stay on the glass on both ends, give that extra little bit of length that Chris Boucher offers. And they did it. They won a big game. And again, you can say, there's no hero, there's no bam. But when you're 7-7 seven and seven and have struggled to start the season, and you're playing against a team who, who you see as kind of a little brother, um, and Kyle sees definitely this whole team as little brothers, and they go out and they polish you off in the second half and seal the victory with a minute and a half to go. That's a big win for the Raps. Um, they are now 9-7. and seven. If you'd have told me they would lose to Oklahoma City and Indiana, um, but then, <laughs> then beat Detroit, who still, in my opinion, has a curse against them. Dwayne Casey's curse still exists, in my opinion. Uh, maybe that's because they lost six in a row. Uh, and then they beat the Heat at home um, with, again, still with four guys out of the lineup and now five with Delano in the second half getting injured, I would have said, no way. We're going to definitely split uh, the OKC Indiana and we might win both. If I'm going to pick two games they're going to win, it's those two. We don't. We beat Detroit and Detroit and Miami at home. Huge. Just huge. Um, yeah, we need these games, right? Like, I, I've said this a couple times this season on the pod, uh, but I'll say it again. 
John Corbin gave us this, you know, wise nugget. Our good friend John Corbin, who hopefully will be on the pod uh, during the Christmas break from his uh, teaching schedule. Um, but, uh, you know, he said, 10 games, you're going to play perfect. 10 games, you're going to play horribly. You basically have no chance of winning 10 games, especially for the Raptors. And then there's about 60 games, roughly. This is all rough estimates. It's about 60 games. Um, you could say 11 games, you have no chance. 11 games, you just play perfect. 60 games is going to be kind of up in the air. It's going to come down to how well you execute, how well, uh, how much confidence you have, and uh, how well the other team plays, what the matchups are like, right? There's, there's 60 games up for grabs. And, and talent's going to be there, but you also need to have team chemistry, unity, togetherness, and execution. And the Raptors last night won one of those 60 games by just outworking the Miami Heat, executing, believing in themselves, believing in their individual selves, not just the team like Scotty Barnes did yesterday, his best game for sure since that Dallas game. And the Raptors get a big night from OG and Anobi, 32 points again, season high, game high. And that's, you know... That's what they're capable of. When we see them lose to Indiana on a back-to-back, we can kind of throw it away to a schedule loss, right? But when they lose to OKC and they were down 30 at one point, gosh, we're not we're not thinking that's going to be, you know, regular. We're not even going to believe it because we believe in this team so much. So this is a good win. Um, the good thing about this, there's kind of like a, a good and a bad. The bad is... Fred Van Viet played 39 minutes last night. I thought he played 37, but he did sub in earlier in the fourth. And I thought Scotty Barnes played 42 minutes on that ankle that I'm not sure is 100%. OG Nano played 43. But here's the good news, despite all those minutes. And here's the good news, knowing that Gary's probably day-to-day and will return. Our next game isn't until Saturday. So we have two full days off. One of those days will be a practice day. But we have two full days off, and then we go to Atlanta. Man, our schedule is crazy. Um, we've we're, we've played seven games at home, nine games on the road, and we're about to play our tenth on the road. Uh, that's tough. Meanwhile, Miami is one and four on the road. They played five games away. They had ten games to start the season at home. Like, what a difference, man! What a difference. And if you look at all the big teams, all the coastal elites, I bet you it's very similar to Miami. Uh, us us. Uh, you know, kind of central teams, kind of middle earth within the NBA context, uh, I think get the crap schedule all the time. I mean, even Brooklyn, who goes on the road, uh, they get the LA games because everyone wants to see them early in the season and they'll get a Christmas game probably, I forget. But uh, probably be Brooklyn versus New York or something on Christmas Day. But uh, this has been a tough schedule, very tough schedule. And this is a good win for us, only having one game at home, and uh, we, we got it. And, and that's key. That's key. Um, so let's keep going forward. Um, not sure if we're going to do a pod recording uh, tomorrow, but uh, Courtney is in town, which is great. Zai is ready uh, as well. Um, should, should, should Courtney be up for a pod tomorrow? We're going to watch some NBA. Uh, not stressful NBA games because, right, makes sense um, that you should just be able to enjoy basketball without 
you know, your heart rate going up. But uh, good win tonight. Um, glad we got it last night, I should say. Um, sorry, the Nets do not play on Christmas Day. The Knicks do, but the, the, the Nets do not. So there you go. They got snubbed. Knicks host the 76ers. Um, all right, y'all. Hope you've been well. Uh, don't know where you are in the world. If you're like my guy Jeff, there's no snow in Egypt. But if, if you're like anybody in southern Ontario, you've definitely got some snow. We had a good snowball fight in the backyard. Um, a lot of fun. I don't know where Zaya was at. I needed him last night. My boy Rob just pounded uh, my daughter and I with snowballs. <laughs> it seemed like he had six arms. He was throwing so many snowballs at us. Good aim, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, good win last night. We'll take it. We earned it. Um, and let's go forward and get that win in the A against Trey and Devante Murray. All right, peace. I think I don't, I don't do dreaming, boy. I'm on your I do